Finally, we're starting to figure out what's going on here and come up with a plan. I guess? If Spider-J and the aliens are really working together, that should make everything simpler. But this whole idea of using some kind of mirror monster to dispose of the originals of the people they're cloning? It seems like something a comic book supervillain would come up with. To be honest, I'm not sure about this idea of getting these colored gels and tracking down the subliminal messages Rowan saw. Sure, that might tell us something about how the aliens are selecting, recruiting their victims. Maybe we can even interfere with the process somehow. But it feels like it might be a red herring. Isn't it more urgent to investigate how they're replacing people and stop them from killing off the originals? I went along with the plan because, frankly, I didn't have any better ideas. But now I think we might have a real lead. I should have guessed that everything Jackson says is important. But even knowing that, it still sounded like nonsense until we had the context of this mirror monster. Too many mirrors is perfect. But how many is too many? And what do we do with them? What if we could get a bunch of mirrors in one place and lure the monster there somehow? Maybe that would let us trap the thing. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of Arcel, they were on the playa. They had encountered a FBI agent that had maybe disappeared, and things just didn't go well. He headed off, and Arcel went off to find more information. They got some gels for their homemade glasses. They got some sunglasses, everyone looking dapper as all hell. And then they saw the thing in the mirrors. Ross, you see the thing tracking back and forth on the outside of this geodesic dome, and sometimes it steps inside, and you lose sight of it just momentarily until it catches another mirror. I see it in the reflection of the mirrors that are lining the outside of the dome. Yes, and sometimes the inside as well. I'm just going to kind of close my eyes for a second and look at whoever's immediately next to me. It's probably Reagan. Do you see on the building over there with the one in the, with the mirrors anything? N- no, what do you mean? Uh, the, the thing that devoured Weber and that other guy is kind of prowling around on those mirrors right now. Like in, in, in the mirrors? Like in the reflection of the mirrors. Right. <sighs> okay, what were we talking? We're talking break, breaking mirrors? No. Reflecting mirrors? We need to. Rowan? Um, y- yeah. Yes? The, the thing's back, the monster. It's in the mirrors. Which ones? I'll gesture at the big building covered in mirrors. And I'll look and squint at them just to. I, I don't think I'll be able to see, but it's kind of instinct. No, you see a collection of people walking by 
they're all of various shapes and sizes of humanity. You're getting quite a few reflections of those, and one of them you catch a reflection underneath one of the very tall people, and you're pretty... Yeah, yeah, you, you, you saw that. Glance, eyebrow raise, shrug, turn back to Ross. Well, I can't see it, but I believe you that it's there. Where did you last see it? Where on the dome? I'll look up again and see if I see it. I had been avoiding looking at it, but I will look back. You see that it, it's prowling back and forth, and it seems to be getting further and further away in the mirror itself. Like, it's getting smaller. Do I see myself in the reflection? You do see yourself, and you see everyone else in the reflection as well. Is it near any of us in the reflection? Not particularly. Is Can I kind of see where in the, if depending on where it is in the mirror, can I find that point? outside of like what it's being reflected from that i would like to find that spot and say it's here but in the reflection it's right at the mirrors in the sunglass hutch where you guys had just left the tiny little mirrors that people look to see how fabulous their sunglasses look all right now it's by the sunglass hut where where exactly i'll point to where he points to a, an open area of the camp of the sunglass camp not too far from uh, Future Doctor. I want to try putting the colored gels over my sunglasses and try looking through various of those. So you do the whole better one, better two, better one, better two, trying to see which one works best. You don't see any creature, but you do see a bunch of lights and a few lasers that cut across the playa in the dust that you are not able to see with your naked eye. Oh, there's some there's some lasers out there, but I don't see any monster. What was it you were just saying about mirrors? Sorry, I wasn't really listening, but I heard the word mirrors. Not enough mirrors can be dangerous. Too many mirrors is perfect. So, I feel like this is a lot of mirrors. Is it too many mirrors? I'm going to walk out of the sunglass hutch towards the big dome of mirrors. There's nobody currently inside the geodesic dome at the moment, but you do see that inside there's a chill space. It's carpeted here. There are very large bean bags of various sizes. Um, some are ridiculously large. Um, and there's a few areas in here that have like streamers and scarves hanging. And there are mirrors like lining the inside as well. There are mirrors lining the inside. And the outside. And the outside. When you look inside, it is a bit disorienting. Yeah. Do I see the monster? From the inside, not at the moment. So if what you were saying about mirrors has anything to do with this situation, this is as close to too many mirrors as we're going to get, I think. But I don't know how that helps us. I think we might need to possibly get more because... From what I've been gathering from what you've said, you see it when there are mirrors that are opposite each other, right? Like the infinity effect of seeing yourself a thousand ways down. It's never in the direct reflection. It's like in the reflection of a reflection. Sure. Like like the kaleidoscope, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Did you see it inside the dome? Briefly. And then it was outside. And then it was over by the sunglass hutch and those mirrors. Are there mirrors on the floor of the dome? There are mirrors set up, like standing mirrors, but they're not on the floor reflecting up. I think 
that this is still not too many mirrors. I think that we're going to need to figure out a way to get mirrors across the floor as well to get them at the right angle so that there is no angle of escape. The standing mirrors are full-size standing mirrors. They may be able to be laying down. I would like to look to see if there's anyone that appears to be running this tent. The camp looks abandoned at the moment. You don't see anyone here. You don't see any type of signage. Some camps are like that where there's no signs and nobody's here at the moment. There's no one here. Why don't we just try to increase the number of mirrors in here? I don't know. You still had something you needed to do. Nothing more important than this at the moment. I mean, you needed the lenses for something. That's for the laser lights. We we can go and look at that later. Okay. Um, if we can somehow increase the mirrors, like you were saying, so there's no escape or whatever, I think this is a, the only spot we can do that. Let us know if you see it again. And I've, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep an eye out. Um, Let's do this. Yeah, okay. I'll still go over to some of the bigger mirrors and see if I can lie them down on the floor. No problem at all. The floor itself here is kind of soft. It's almost as though that they've got a bunch of mats underneath it as well. So you do lay down some mirrors on the ground. Are there enough mirrors to cover the floor? No, there are not. This is a pretty big dome. It has a diameter of about 30 feet. What if we created a smaller dome, like a box, like walled in a corner somewhere? Like put up two mirrors like this and one on the floor and push it up against the side of the, the mirror dome. And then lift another one to like cover that gap that would be in there. Then how are we going to know if it's in there? We'll leave an opening and then close it. Makes sense. All right. Yeah, you're, ab you're able to do that with a little bit of finagling. Like everything else here, rarely are things the same exact size as others. A lot of stuff here is cast off and thrift shop there. But you do find ones that are similar in size, and you're able to create a three-sided box with a closed-in top and bottom, um, with one side being open. And now I'm going to look around again. I guess I would have been keeping my eye open this whole time for the monster, but I will look more closely now. You don't see him. And if you step outside and look and trying to see where, if you can track him down, he does not seem to be in these mirrors at the moment. Okay, um, it's not here anymore. Um, I have a feeling maybe just me, myself and someone else should just stay here, and you, whoever else, go work on investigate the lasers. I mean, we can't expect it to just walk in here randomly. If we're setting a trap for it, traps only work if you have bait. I'll just kind of wave a bit. We have bait. Unfortunately. <laughs> Rowan's looking down, trying really hard not to laugh. Uh, it seems to be your fate, Ross. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. If we're gonna split up, I guess we keep monster bait here and drone bait goes to the lasers? I don't like it, but I think you're right. That's okay. That's pretty much what always happens. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we leave this here for now? And then I can maybe come back here. Because Spider-J has an interest in me. I don't know what nature, but I think we need to go find him. So 
and I'll like glance around at the dying light. About how long until he starts spinning? You've got about 20 minutes to a half an hour. That's if they're on time. We have an idea for that and how to handle that when that comes back around. But I think you're right, Ross. Uh, Spider-J has an interest in you, and I'd like to be close by to make sure he can't nab you or something. Yeah, and isn't your laser thing near that anyway? Honestly, uh, I got lost in that dust storm, so I can kind of track down where I was based on where I found myself afterwards, but... It's going to take me a little bit of searching, I think. Yeah, it would be nice to know why the thing came here at this time and why it left. Maybe it's just haunting all of the mirrors that it can find on the playa, just bouncing around looking for its next victim. Maybe it is, but I I feel like I feel like Spider-J can either control it or predict where it's going to be. So maybe it's gone off to where he's got something planned. I mean, we were thinking that the monster's taking the originals once they get copied. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see any um, any mirrors at the... What was it? Kind of, was it Fried Marcel or something like that? The UFO place. Did I see a lot of mirrors there? There was not a lot of mirrors, but there were mirrors in the changing room. There's actually quite a few. There's a few wraparound mirrors in there. Uh, yeah, in the changing area, there were some pretty big mirrors in there. In the changing area where people would be alone before or after getting cloned, copied, whatever? Yes, but it seems weird to me that if that were the point that there would have been two people out and available for Ross to see get nabbed. Because Ross did not see that happen in the mirrors of Fried Marcel. So, I don't know, maybe it's a good spot to draw some things too, but I really don't want us going in there again if we don't absolutely have to. I mean, not not yet. All right, someone explain the glasses thing again with the filters. Basically, Colored lenses cut out different light wavelengths, different color wavelengths, and allows you to see what's hidden in all of the big particles. Do you see anything now? I'll look around. I saw some lasers out out on the playa. Without any additional assistance with the glasses, Rowan, you do see a few more lights, but that's because you're cutting out the, the red, but it doesn't look as though that it's planned. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing light sequences with the reds cut out. I assume there are reds in there because I I can't see them right now. But there's no words in them right now. And I mean, there's laser shows like that all over the playa. But these ones had words in them. Right. Um, I guess let's just head towards Eat, Eat Me, Drink Me, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. So Russ is actually just going to head start walking that way without really looking to see if anyone follows. I'll, I'll follow. Yeah, I'll go along. Yeah. I mean, Brewster's not being left behind. Brewster kind of kicks up and, you know, almost picks up into a double time catching up with the crew. There's a lot of people out. You pass by quite a few different camps. You have a bunch of art cars come by. And it seems like the festival is in full swing. Even though you are focused, you do kind of slightly get distracted by some weird shit just to your left and to your right that just 
it takes your eyes off of, you know, necessarily walking forward. It is sensory overload at some points. You round the corner and you do see Fried Marcel there and you see a large structure that's built to look like a flying saucer with stairs that lead up into it. And there is uh, a bunch of people standing out in front of it, you know, just kind of milling about. And across the way, you see the tent of Eat Me, Drink Me. The Alice in Chains meets uh, Bacchus, a type of tent itself. There is some low ambient music coming from Eat Me, Drink Me. It's kind of chill. You see some people are standing out front with uh, some glasses, drinking, and kind of talking. Rowan, on the wall of Eat Me, Drink Me, there is a light show that's there, and you see a whole lot of grapes. I'll tip my glasses down to see if I can see the grapes with my glasses off. No. Um, you just see a whole lot of moving lights. Very pretty, you know, laser light show. Nonetheless, it's in tune to some of the music, which is impressive in itself. But when you put your glasses back up, there's grapes. And they're drawn, like drawn grapes, not 3D versions of grapes, but yeah. Okay, um, I'm seeing stuff in this light show. So if y'all want to start checking things, when I cut out the red lights, I can see grapes. All right, River, just pass out colors to everyone, I guess. Yeah, here's a blue one, here's a green one. I'll take green. Looking at it against the green light, you see in the, against the wall at that laser light, you see that there is a martini glass. Okay. I'm seeing one of those alcohol cups that's made to spill stuff. A dribble glass? The martini one that everything falls out of. Gotcha. Who's got blue? What are you saying? I'll look through the blue one. There is a mug of beer. At least you think it's beer. It's either that or very foamy root beer. It's a mug of some kind of drink. What other colors do we have? Yellow? It's kind of like a, an orange, yeah. I'll look through that one. So you bring up the amber. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. I picked the wrong one. You did. 51 out of 50. Roll 1d4 for me, please. Three. The image that you see is spiraling, and it transfixes you. It starts to feel as though someone is picking at the center of your forehead, like right here, about an inch or two above your eyes where the pineal gland is said to reside. It hurts. Your stomach feels as though that it's spinning. And then you feel calm as the spiral takes into a shape. You're not entirely sure what it is. It looks like somebody crossed a T with a cursive F. I just kind of stare at it for a while. Oh yeah, you have no choice not to. If ever anyone looks at Ross, it looks just like they're just staring and maybe trying to figure out if they see something or what it means or... Ross, what have you got? Um, it was spinning and then there was a letter or something and he just kind of trails off. Are you okay? Hey, look at me. Look at me. Hmm? 
they snap out of it. Reach out and like push the the gel down away away from their face as well. You see that there's a bit of dust on Ross's forehead. Reach out and like try to brush it away. Doesn't go anywhere. Maybe it's the light bouncing off of something, but with your glasses, you really can't see what it is. I'll pull my glasses down the bridge of my nose a little bit. You see in like a very light outline of skin, you see a like a symbol or a squiggle on Ross's forehead. I promise I'm not being weird. Hold still and like pull his face down so so that I can get a better look at it. What you got, glasses? Figuring that out. Hang on. Rooster, you could see it as well. Did I lose any sanity from that, or was? Oh yeah, you. Okay, that's what that was. Sanity. Okay, um, I'd like to push that off. Uh, boy. If I can, oh, I got a two, so I'll push off two of it. Oh, be careful with your willpower, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you being pretty low on that. I'm at six. Six out of eleven. It's fine. Did I see the symbols also? Yes. Do I recognize it? Give me an intelligence roll. Oh. I was kind of expecting for a different roll. 40 out of 75. You remember seeing the symbol in Julio's room, drawn on the wall. Oh, I've seen this before. Where? St. Joseph's was drawn on Julio's wall. Hells. What does that mean? Is this an old case? I think it just means that things are more connected than we thought they were. Cool. You know, as per usual, everything it connects to everything else. I need a drink. You, yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure. A drink or two drink? <laughs> I'm not sure I would trust this particular bar. Yeah, especially if Spider J's here and looking for victims. Oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. As you see this leggy blonde walk toward you, she has a bikini with only mirrors to cover the uh, parts that would not be shown on television um, with very large glasses, sunglasses. And she's striding to Ross and she's got a gaggle of folks around her. Yes, it is Alexia Preston. The Alexia Preston. I'll just hey. She puts her finger up underneath your chin and kind of like beckons you, almost in a seductress kind of way, if she would care. I just kind of lean back a little bit. You look fantastic. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, you should come party with us. Like, we're hanging out in here. It's a good time. Where is she gesturing to? Eat me, drink me. And she points one of her long fingernails at everyone, kind of just like bouncing it around. They can come too. I'll kind of glance at everyone. Okay. And Rowan will nod very minutely. I'll start following her. Yeah, I, I, I hear Spider J's going to be here. Oh, you talk too. Aren't you sweet? what it says on the door and he could read i like a smart person hey uh real fast ross come here since we got uh you know someone important here and i want to do the jewish mother and lick my finger and try to rub that thing off his forehead real fast you got some schmutz it doesn't come off well worth a shot 
Looking at River, Alexia, it's called sapiosexuality. I like smart people. Yeah. Yeah, I was on Tumblr in 2012, too. Well, you know, just, just so you know, smart people like sarcastic people, but don't really like condescending people very much. I don't like when people sweat either, but we have to do it anyhow. It's how our bodies stay cool. Wow, this sounds like a fantastic time. She walks into the camp and her entourage moves amorphously. It seems to grow at times to bring on new people, but the core folks stay the same. As she walks in, there's a bunch of people sitting on the couches. They all get up and let her just sit down with her friends, air quote friends, sitting around her. Does it seem like the people that just let her move are on that drug? You really can't tell. Okay. I mean, everybody's kind of has their own drinking vessel. It seems, though, that they're all enjoying wine. There are bottles of wine on the tables in front of you, and there are people walking around pouring wine for others. There is a uh, fellow dressed in furry pants for legs, and he has uh, horns on, and he has a magnum of wine. The thing is, is he stands maybe five foot one, and the magnum of wine is about three and a half foot tall, so it's bigger than half of him, but he's carrying it around, his big old barrel chest itself. You see toward the back of the tent, near where their pop-up bar, if you will, is kind of set up, where people are doling out the wine by the gallons. Um, You see that there is a small stage with a DJ set up on it, and Spider-J is up on the ones and twos. Well, actually, he's got his MacBook out. So he's on the zeros and ones. He's on the zeros and ones, yep. And he's playing. Air quotes again. He's per- he's performing his set. What kind of music is it? Is it like super upbeat? Is it chill? What have we got going on? It's very chill. It's a ambient with not a whole lot of bass, a lot of like experimental kind of uh, sound. It's fairly pleasant. Occasionally you hear a little bit of like, almost like a Renaissance fair um, music being played in the background. I'm gonna find a table to kind of lean, like stand next to and lean on and try to kind of grab Rowan. She's honestly keeping a very close eye on Ross, so she's not difficult to grab. Take whoever you want, but I think one of the three of you, not Reagan, should just kind of be on, stick close to me. I think I need to try to get close to Spider-J however that happens but who knows what i i don't trust myself to go by myself if there's going to be drugs involved or something else whoever you think would be best for that i think i'm going to be the best option for that i can handle a fight but i don't look intimidating not like rooster okay so i don't know what else is going on with these lasers but that yellow filter something i could feel something scratching at my forehead and you said there's something on there yeah cool yeah there's a symbol drawn rooster wasn't able to get it off it looked like dust when i first looked at it but actually that's interesting i don't she'll push her glasses up and look again you don't see it oh that's weird i can't see it with the red 
move the glasses up and down. The red cuts it out. I think so. It's... Can I still see it? You don't have glasses on, yeah? With, okay, so without the glasses, I can see it. Um, yeah, I'll try the green ones on. You don't see it with the green. And then when you take the green off, with the sunglasses, you could see it. Uh, Ross, go ahead and give me a an alertness roll. You got it. That's a fail, 79. Okay. I'll look over at Rooster. Ross and I are going to get him close to Spider-J. I'm not intimidated enough to read as a threat, usually, so keep an eye out. If I yell, come running. Otherwise, just be alert. <sighs> yep. You know I hate it. You know I'll do it. We don't want to start a fight if we don't have to, but... All right. And I'll pat him on the shoulder before turning back to Ross. Let's, uh... Let's see about an approach. Yeah, and I'll kind of just share luck with Reagan real quick. Just, like, wish me luck. Uh, Reagan gives the most cheesy thumbs up. We're gonna die. Yep, and I'll head towards the DJ stage. Ross and Rowan, you make your way over. It's not difficult to get up there. And the stage itself is only about a foot and a half off the ground. So it's not a very large stage itself. Rooster and River and Reagan, while you guys are standing over at the tables, a small clutch of folks come by. They're dressed like the other burners. And one of the girls looks over at River. Oh, I remember you. You, oh, that's right, that both of you were over in the orgy dome. You were where? Yeah. He took me. She goes, oh, really? Is that what happened in there? Was it fun? No, I wasn't allowed to take part. Oh, what kind of weird orgy was that? Screen wipe over to Rowan and Ross. You guys make it over to the DJ booth and you see that Spider-J has his eyes closed and he's manipulating some kind of apparatus that's making the noises change, the music change a box with a bunch of different colored buttons. And he's kind of going slow. Like he's kind of, he's vibing up there. With the sunglasses that I got, not including the yellow films, if I put them on, does it cover the spot on my forehead? No, it actually highlights it because they're so wide that there's the little divot that cuts down in between the eyes that it's right okay, there. And I don't do that. And I assume if I put like a hood on my hoodie on, it wouldn't cover it. No. Okay, cool. It's still right there, smack dab in the... I just don't do anything. I just kind of go up, I kind of look, try to act like I am enjoying it, like I'm on something, or like kind of give a wave to Spider-J, like, hey. His eyes are closed. He doesn't seem to, like, acknowledge you, like, hi, and he's... He's going to do that thing where it's like you wave and then just make it look like you weren't actually trying to wave. A skinny, way too pretty guy comes over. He has gorgeous blue eyes and his cheeks are sunken in the term in the 90s was heroin chic but you don't see any marks on his arms he's just kind of that skinny but he's got an an ethereal beauty to him it takes you a moment or so but you recognize him he's an underwear model kind of comes up to you spider j is really busy right now his voice is really deep Oh, sorry, I just, um, we'd connected her latest one. Oh, yeah, you have. Hang on. He reaches into his golden hot pants. He reaches into the side, into a pocket. 
He reaches out to your hand, and you can see that he has something in his hand. I'll take it. You see that it's a pill. He winks at you. Do, uh, do you want any? Looking at Rowan. Do you want to go on a, the trip of your life? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good for the moment, thanks. And I'll actually kind of like casually reach up and hook up a finger into my glasses and pull them down a little bit. Ostensibly to, to, to give him like the once over and a wink, but I'm actually checking to see if I can see that symbol on his forehead as well without my glasses on. No. Push the glasses back up. Have I seen this spell before? Yes, this is reverb. Cool. I will pocket it for now. And you're like, well, how long is the set supposed to go? Uh, he sh- he's going to be on for another three and a half hours. That's it? Well, he's got, I think they've got somebody else lined okay. up for him later. Cool. Yeah. And he he's undressing you with his eyes. I let him. He smiles and kind of walks back. And you see that he's part of Alexia's clutch of people. And he sits with them. I find a table near the DJ stage where I think if DJ Spider opened his eyes, he would see me. Just kind of chill there for a sec. He opens his eyes and it looks as though that he has contacts in. Like monochromatic contacts. His eyes are all one color. Either white or silver. You can't tell with the light play in this place. I will note that and just kind of keep an eye on the scene. Do we see any mirrors around here? There's a few, not many, hanging on the walls, you know, wrapped in, wreathed in olives and grapes. Does it look like there would be an angle I could see the reflection of one and the other? If you were to stand on a table... Okay, I don't do that then. (laughs) I'm just going to... Stand on a table and dance? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stay here and just kind of watch Spider-J and watch the scene and see what happens for now. He's going about his his set. It's not very exciting. It's a almost anticlimactic at points, simply because he's just up there spinning in a uh, you know an ambiance set. I whispered to Rowan. Well, now what? In my profession, we call this a stakeout. Go on the opposite side of the table from him and just lean and casually, just like casting my eyes over over the scene, just appearing fairly dreamy but keeping a very sharp eye on everything behind my glasses. The thing that stands out most is walking up to the other Arcel members is a Velociraptor. Now, it's a person in a Velociraptor costume, a blow-up costume, not an actual Velociraptor. So this is one of the inflatable ones where the people look like they're kind of waddling, not one of the ones like they use at the amusement parks that's scary real looking? Correct. Yes, this is a blow-up one that you can clearly see, and they're, they're like waddling. They actually waddle up to the table that the three of you are at and kind of lean on it with one of their short arms. I lean over, and I just slowly poke the inflatable thing. Okay, pushes back into the person and you hear giggling inside. Is it male or female giggling? You're not sure. I slowly unpoke the person. They turn around, they wiggle their tail. Are you a clever girl? They emphatically shake their head yes. So you see uh, Spider-J much? 
shakes its head no and does this like little jig dance, just like shaking its tiny little arms and kicking its feet. Uh, just here for the dancing then. Nods the head yes. And then attempts to perform some kind of sign language motion toward Regan. It points at Regan, crosses its arms, points at itself, and then does the dance thing. The question to engage. Um, I, uh, uh, fine. Reagan, Reagan will go ahead and mimic the dance moves as if she has the same dinosaur costume on. She's got little arms and she'll just do a little booty shake. <laughs> the dinosaur keeps dancing and is egging you on to, to continue to do more to continue to dance. They reach out and kind of grab your hand and almost as though that they're dancing with you and you can hear like faint giggling inside the dinosaur costume. Do I recognize the giggle? No. Okay. No, not offhand. You think this might just be some stranger. Well, I'm sure about that, but just in case it's like somebody we've kind of run into before, that's fine. Rooster and River, go ahead and give me an alertness roll. 98. 43 of 66. At one point, you see when the dinosaur grabs Regan's hand and is dancing, it turns Regan's hand skyward, and you see it kind of ducks its head and looks at the wrist. I'll clock that, note it, and I'm going to move into a position kind of surreptitiously where I can see Spider J. Ross and Velocigirl. You're able you're able to do it. You've kind of moved to the entrance of the camp itself. I don't want to make a big point of it, just angling myself a little bit so I can see things. Yeah, no. And they continue to dance with Reagan, doing the silly little jig, and Reagan, you seem as this is kind of fun. I mean it's silly. And it's bringing a smile to your face. Rowan and Ross, you see Spider J open his eyes and his contacts are gone. Does he seem more aware? Yeah, he's not dancing as much. He's not vibing as hard. He's still bouncing, but he does not seem to be lost in the music. Clock that, glance at Ross. Does he look around at all? Yes, he is looking around and his eyes catch yours. I'll give a small wave. He smiles a bit of a smirk, and he points out at you from where he's at. And he's not far, so it's not like the performer up on stage is pointing you out of the crowd, but the guy just kind of, no, he acknowledges you. You see his gaze rests on Alexia. You both look over at Alexia, and she kind of waves her hand in a way. In like a come over here gesture? No, just kind of, she puts her hand up and kind of like flexes her fingers, almost like a high but it's just more of like a la-di-da, almost like I don't care kind of motion, or it's an indifferent type of motion. At that, everyone in her group reaches into their, their pockets and deposits something into their mouth. And he pushes a button on his rig and the beat changes a little bit, gets a little bit darker, gets a little bit spookier, almost as though that this would be like a ambiance for a techno horror house. Wine is still flowing. People are still uh, pouring wine. Someone's come up to you and asks, hey, do, would you like a vino? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. 
Excellent. This is the last bottle from a Spanish uh, place that got burnt down a couple months ago. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I want to get a want to get the last of the last of a limited quantity, I guess. Yup. They pour the glass and Regan, the Velocigirl um, slows down with dancing and she waves at you and she starts to run across the way, run across the street. She gets about halfway and she motions for you to come with her. Oh no, I will not be doing that. Does that mean she has to pass me on the way out? Yes. If I see her leaving and gesturing to Regan, can I pop the inflatable as she runs by? How are you going to pop the inflatable? I have a pocket knife. That's Just fine. a very That's okay. small pocket knife. Let it slowly leak out. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead and you, you put a hole in it. Okay. And uh, it starts to kind of like flutter a bit. Does not deflate completely because it's got a fan that kind of pushes everything out. But yeah, you, you put a hole in her uh, in the Velociraptor suit. At some point, it's going to be a pain hanging on her and it won't work, and then we'll all be able to track who this person is outside of the suit. I'm gonna kind of lean over towards Rowan. So they all took the reverb, and the vibe changed. Do you see anything different with the lasers? I'll look up at them, scan back and forth. On the wall behind him, it says obey, with the red filter. Yeah, it says obey behind him. Cool. Um, weird thought. Should I take the reverb or no? I was thinking about that, to be honest. If Rooster were here, he'd say immediately no. Right. He's not here. He's not here. And the reverb is what's, I think, making you able to see what's happening in the mirrors. Yeah. I want you to promise me something, though. Mm-hmm. Don't drink anything. Anything that doesn't come from one of us. Stay close to me. Last time it just kind of happened. And Rowan will bite her lip, and then if you feel that that is a risk that you are willing to take, I'll back you on it. Before I can think too much longer about it, I take it. It kicks in faster than you think. It's only a couple minutes, and you start to get the same feeling that you had at the previous event. Also, this time you're also now seeing more geometric figures in your vision you're seeing the things you know factor out in the golden ratio the lights are causing fractals it seems as though that you are sinking into a dark temple i will try to describe some of that quietly to rowan nothing is coming out of your mouth you have all of the words and they're all queued up and they're ready for like the starting gun to go off but yet you know they're not passing through your lips cool love that for me rowan is kind of watching ross and keeping a very close eye on how they're responding to the reverb because i didn't see it before i didn't see how it hit before can i see that he's trying to talk no, he's just kind of staring at something intently. You're not entirely sure what. His focus is on something in between here and there, but not set on something solid. 
reach over and just very lightly put my fingertips on the side of his jaw and just very gently turn turn his head to look at me. Ross, you're staring face to face with a lizard person. Cool. I kind of shake my head a little bit. And if it's still there, I take a step back. Okay. You're sitting on the couch. Which couch? Exactly. The couch that you plopped your ass down at near the table. You don't know how it got there. But the lizard person is looking at you. And then they open their mouth as if they're about to say something. Rowan, Ross's head whips to the right at a rapid pace. Ross, you see the thing from the mirrors not in the mirror but standing in the middle of this room there's smoke all around or dust it's just hazy but you can see this thing it has maybe four or five or seven eight maybe six legs it changes it morphs as it walks i try to tell rowan that Again, the words cue up in your mind. And you hear, they're never going to believe a word you say, homie. I look towards Spider-J. Spider-J is clear as you can imagine. I say to him, what's going on? You found the angles. Now you just have to point the angle at something you don't like. You don't like that over there? Go ahead. Give it a nod. Better yet, touch it. Any of them. Any of the ones that you don't like. All you have to do is touch them, and the hound of angles will go for them. And like a good little puppy it is, it'll bring you a present. I would like to try to walk back towards the mirror dome. Give me a power roll. 91. You would like to, and you now know the feeling of want, because it's not happening. Ross is racking their brain to try to think of how to signal to Rowan what's happening. Is there a pen anywhere? Can I, like, mime anything? The world speeds up, and the music picks up speed. And Rowan, Ross starts to babble nearly incomprehensibly. And then... Rowan the monster is here at the party, not in the mirror. We need to go back to the mirror dome and see if we can trap it. Spider-J called it a hound of angles. Don't know what it is. He said all I have to do is touch someone and it will devour them and bring me something. All of that just comes out of his mouth. Am I able to understand it? Yes, you are able to understand it. Okay. I'll nod and come over to Ross offering a hand to steady. I back away. Sorry, I don't want it to attack you touch. Right. Sorry. Spider-J appears at Rowan's shoulder. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Um, what's... What is this? What is that thing? Uh, I mean, this is a wine bar. Don't play dumb with me. What do you mean? What is that hound thing that you mentioned? What hound thing? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, hey. If, you, if you're not feeling up for it, that's fine. Um, you need something to bring you down? I, if you're racing too hard, hang on, hang on. I got something no, for you. No, no. Can I do a human check to see if I think he's lying? If he's fucking around? Go ahead. Give me a human roll. I'd say I'd like to do a human, but I don't know if that's... Oh, hell. Yep. Uh, that is 63 out of 63. I got a 
I got a 77, so I don't know shit. Nope, nope. You're kind of getting more and more angry with him because he's got to be fucking lying to you. Rooster, you are moving up closer. River and Reagan, you see Rooster walking with a bit of a purpose, but his stance has changed. Almost as though that he's gotten into a bit of a more of an alert stance, but his posture is definitely not as it was earlier. Rowan, you get this feeling that he is sincere, but there's something underneath it that's bothering you, bothering you hard. Oh, this is such a bad idea. Okay. I like narrow my eyes at him and almost without me needing to just like reach out and try to grab mentally at the thing that's bothering me. It's like a, a, a piece of something stuck between my teeth and try to pull it out, try to figure out what it is that's bothering me. Go ahead and give me a power roll if you're trying to reach out to his brain. Uh, 16 out of 55. Okay. Go ahead, lose one willpower. Okay. You reach out and you see that there are more compartments to Spider-J than you expected. And there is a box, if you will, that has a lotus image associated with it that's covered in smoke and fog. And you're able to dig into it just a little bit where you see him saying, they'll never believe a word you say, homie. But that's locked away from the rest of himself right now. And then you are launched out violently. Ross, you see that Spider-J's eyes cover over again, like with the, the contacts. Rooster, you see this as well as you've gotten closer. And you see that they're mirrored. And in the corner of his eye, in the mirror, you could see something move. I can see it or Rooster can see it? Both. Rooster, go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Uh, 39 of 66. You thought it might just be something in your periphery, Rooster, but in the reflection in his eye, you actually see what looks to be a creature with many legs. This is going to require a sanity check. Because <sighs> it's your first time seeing it. Yep. Where's my sanity? Not good is what it is. 27 out of 46. Excellent. You do take one point of sanity damage, though, as you do see this thing that should not be there move across the reflections in his eyes. Do I have time? I want to jump forward and put my wraparound sunglasses over his eyes to block the mirrors in his eyes. Give me an unarmed combat roll. Okay. Ought eight out of 63. All right, you put the sunglasses on his eyes. Hey man, look how awesome these are. You look good like that. The inside of your sunglasses are mirrors. Oh no. <laughs> Ross, Rooster does that. Like he jumps past you and you see it as well. You have a feeling that Rooster saw what you've seen and it gives you a little bit of validation. You're also feeling angry and altered and you know that Spider-J is lying to you. It's, it's in my brain! Oh God! Oh, 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 oh! Everybody turns and looks at Spider-J 
as he collapses to the ground in his own footprint as he's sitting cross-legged with his head in his hands, shrieking. He picks his head up and opens his mouth and the two of you and Rowan, you see this as well because you, you shake it from your from your system. You see his teeth shatter and his lips fold back into himself as though he's being swallowed by himself. So the three of you give me another sanity roll because this is quite disheartening as he's turning himself inside out. Since I'm already high. I will give you a 20% okay. bonus. 10 out of 67. 44, critical success. Uh, 36 out of 45. All right. There is an involuntary reaction as you, the three of you do take a step back and he just folds on himself. And all you see are the remnants of his hooded sweatshirt, his fanny pack, and his harem pants. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You can find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. 